the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's your host, Sandboy, and this week we've got a double feature. Um, it's been a while since we reviewed, I guess, a new film or a current release, so we'll be discussing the Netflix release, The Old Guard. I think that came out a couple of weeks ago. We're still a bit late to the party, but we got there eventually. Um, in addition to this, um, a horror film that we are meant to see in a cinema... But didn't pan out, but we got to see it now. It's the 2019 remake of Child's Play. With me to discuss two films that were kind of meh is your co-host, Phony. How are you, Phones? You are my buddy, my only buddy. We watched a movie about immortal old guards. It was very boring. Let's talk Mm. about it. Oh my God, Sam, why do we do this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, so um, listeners, like I said, we've been doing a lot of flashbacks lately. There's not a lot of new films coming out. They're only, we're limited to whatever's been on, on the streaming devices, um, or streaming services rather, and I just picked one because it came out. I thought, oh yeah, it's getting good reviews. People seem to enjoy it. Based on a comic book, it looks like it's a bit of dumb fun. Sure, let's watch it. It's called The Old Guard. Um, so we'll talk about that one first, then we'll jump into Child's Play. So, where to start? The old guard. Okay, so, I can't be bothered with a plot synopsis, because the plot is so dumb, it's so boring. Um, <laughs> I think I think you just summarized it, dumb and boring. <laughs> um, I mean, people seem to love this film, though. And I don't get it. I think, I think, to me, this film's like a solid 6 out of 10. Um mm. It's not bad, but but it's no means anything innovative or uh, sophisticated, or it doesn't really do anything for the genre in terms of comic book films or action films. To be honest, um, it's pretty mundane. I actually think, yeah, I actually think the action sequences were shot really poorly. Um, I don't know how do you feel about it. I I just hate that shaking cam close ups and not being able to see any action, and it's it, 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 but. The way this thing was edited as well is edited so poorly that I didn't get any sort of sense of the violence. To be honest, I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, look, I I was going to bring up the editing at some point during this. Uh, I thought the editing at some definitely some points was very jarring. It kind of just didn't make sense. Some of the cuts, um, especially when you're piecing the story together. But um, as far as action goes, I mean, that wasn't really my main right with the movie it's a stereotypical action movie that's released now i think the production qualities of this film were you know were good it was a you know well made enough movie i guess um i didn't mind some of the you know the martial arts scenes i actually thought it was a bit lacking in the action i mean for two hours and five minutes you would have hoped oh, that Jesus, dude, this was a bit more forever. <laughs> went oh, on the forever mate like I, I got a, I got a, I got a few issues with this film, um, and we, we can get into them. But you know, just on your points about look, the, 
here's the th- the issue I had with the action wasn't so much the way it was shot. It's just there wasn't enough of it. There just wasn't enough action. Just even things happening. Like, it was almost what I was just, like, looking at somebody doing their day-to-day life. Like, I don't know. It, I don't know. Uh, it's... It's not uh, a good movie. It's not a good movie, people. I don't know what you're reviewing about. It's not good. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I think the problem is the fact that this movie is... Um, based on a comic book, there's a lot of exposition it has to get through. But here's the thing. It Sam, weighs it down. On. But it's such Can a I simple that? premise. I don't that... even think it had that much exposition. Oh, dude, I just no, think... that first the 40 minutes, man. Like, seriously. Yeah, but like, in all seriousness, in all we seriousness... It. We get it. You, they, forever, they were you in... loved, you lost. We get it. Yeah, but they were in... Like, here's the thing. I would much rather watch the movie of all of those clips that were up on that dude's freaking uh, stalker board. All those clips of them, you know, show me 1842, show me this. I, I know nothing about the comic book, all right? I know nothing about it. I didn't even know it was a comic book thing. I just thought this was just a movie you wanted me to watch, all right? Anyway, so show me that, show me this. What we ended up getting was these guys trapped in the one office building. And there was like, there was no sense of threat or emergency. What are you going to do? Torture these guys? They're fucking immortal. They're just going to sit there and take it. You're going to die first. It might take 50 years, but you will die first. There's no dread. There was nothing. There's no stakes in this movie. Like, show me how these guys got together piece by piece. You know, if you're going to use two hours, you might as well, you know, expand on that idea. But what we got was, one minute I'm here. Oh, this all happened to me. Here's a flashback. Oh, my lover's underwater or whatever, friend or whatever she was. No, lover. She's lover. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. You know, is underwater. Okay. And then, like, everything. Because there was, like, mm. four plot turns. Because there was nothing happening in this movie that was so freaking predictable. It was like, ah, oh, like, I, you know, they're mercenaries, right? How about you show me them actually doing mercenary stuff? Their first mission was a setup. We didn't even get a good mercenary scene. Yeah. I didn't see these guys work together as a team. And then all of a sudden, oh, boom. Look, set up. That guy's a bad guy now. Oh, look, she just got stabbed. She's going to be a new member of the gang. Oh, she lost her powers. Oh, there's another heel turn. Oh, look, he feels bad about what he's done now. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I'll let you talk for you a bit. S- you, said, you said a lot of things in there. <laughs> Sorry, I've been... Mean, I feel like <laughs> if you're going to compare it to a film of the eight... See, here's what I've been telling you about all the long listeners. Like, wake the fuck up. Hollywood thinks you're a stupid, stupid person because they have to fill in so much bullshit in order to construct a story to then build a universe for you to then buy the bullshit, okay? If you look at the the 80s comparison, I guess, to this would be um, Highlander. Immortal soldiers that live forever, right? They had the backstory as Phony articulated and then incorporated that into the hero's journey and then gave us a pretty satisfactory conclusion okay so it was somewhat linear and i guess this is a reflection of the time the old guard where it chops and chains with the timeline but he's got a point i don't want to listen to someone tell or reminisce about a past event show me the fucking past event and let me draw my own conclusions i just think that this film just tries to where it misses for me is the fact that it's so like vague, but then specific. Does that make sense? So it's like, huh, why does the first death always take so long? 
and then they die over and over, but then suddenly they die and don't come back, and coming back again takes a while, and it's like, and it's very vague how people get turned as well. I, I just like, what are they? Are they cold or like I don't. Uh, it doesn't dreams or something. Some bullshit in a dream. explain that explain that like all of a sudden they're all having the same dream how are these people connected where did this come from I don't need look I don't need an angel coming down from heaven and going I choose you Pikachu but freaking give me something like you've got two hours and five minutes fucking explain it fuck mute well don't literally explain it is my point as in don't have Charlize Theron just spit out. Yeah, show it. Yeah, show it. Um, so, like, have them back in medieval times or when she was a god or whatever and show us, like, what the fuck happened to them or, and then maybe give us an origin then cut to a, oh, we got screwed, modern, modern day um, mercenaries, we got screwed over and then end the story of them trying to save lives. I don't know. Look, guys, it's so boring. It's so boring. I mean, the... I don't really feel any chemistry between any of the main cast. Um, I guess this is uh, a pretty pro uh, LGBTQT. Is that right? Community. So it's got the main protagonist homosexual. So that's a big plus, I guess, for progressiveness. But maybe get characters that have, I don't know, a bit of chemistry (laughs) together. Mm. Um, Because I felt like None of these guys really had, I guess maybe they're not meant to be liked because they're kind of, not really guardians, they're just sort of mercenaries, so they're guns for hire. But I just really just wasn't rooting for any of them. Um, Charlize Theron is a great actress, probably one of my favorites. Um, And I find that she's a really good actress, uh, especially action star, sorry. Um... Like, my favorite film, or one of my favorite films, is uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and Fury Rosa is, like, one of the best characters ever. And she's great in Atomic Blonde. I feel like this is probably... I don't know. I feel like this is fairly mediocre performance. Um, she just, it felt like she was just phoning it in, to be honest. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. get any good vibes from this. Film. And I get, I get as well, like, you know, people might argue, you know, if you're a fanboy of this film... Okay, that's great. And you might argue, well, that's what her character's meant to be, just phoning it in. But that's not really an excuse. She just—it just—it looked like she didn't want to be there, and I don't blame her because maybe was shit. Well, okay, maybe let's start talk about the characters. So, Charlize Theron, I think she's the glue, obviously. And to be honest, when she's on the screen, it's the film is a lot better. Yes, I agree. But Stephen, though, I—I don't know. I—I I found that all the main characters were not really that compelling. Um, I feel like, uh, I think the Marine, her name is Niles or Nile. Nile. Um, her whole story really pissed me off. It's like, it's just really dumb logic. Like she got slashed in the throat, wakes up in hospital and her wounds are, cl- are magically healed. Um, gets shot by Charlie Theron's character, Andy, literally shot, wakes up and thinks she's been drugged or some shit. And then just is so like reluctant to believe that something might have happened to her or, or you know what I mean? It's like, um, you can't keep dismissing these sequences of events. Like eventually after, after, I think after the bullet, 
After the bullet to the head, you would think, oh yeah, maybe I got some maybe the, Maybe you could think, oh, maybe the, the, the throat slashing wasn't that bad. <laughs> you mean you woke right. up with no fucking scars or nothing. <laughs> I mean... Um, hey, well, P- Peter Parker just got bit by a spider, you know, and he was all good in the hood, so I don't know what her issue is. Well, I just don't understand it. And then that whole thing in the plane was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's like... Oh, we don't need a... I'll shoot the pilot. And then she shoots a pilot. Just JK. I was just joking. And it's like double turns that are so dumb. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? This, this so is the other thing. they can have a fight oh, on a plane that is shot to shit that has some of the most mundane action slash fighting to have her break her arm and watch her arm heal so then she's convinced that she has the power. It's like, oh, that that's what, that's what convinced you. Watching your arm heal. Okay, not the fact that you came back alive from the dead twice. Okay, all right, cool. I just hey, thought man. it was just redundant. A lot of redundant exposition and it just was. tedious. Um, yeah, just it, tedious uh, conversations. Like, can I say something like, else? Like the boring. tone as well. The tone of this movie didn't really sit with me. Like I couldn't figure out. Like, I was messaging you a lot during this movie because it was good. Um, but, like, at one point when they introduced Nile, I was like, this is this is Men in Black. Like, she's playing Will Smith right now. Like, all of a sudden, there was, like, this thrown-in comedy. Um, but then it gets into the, you know, the deep, dramatic, serious acting with Andy, you know, thinking about her past. And then it gets thrown into more of this comedy again. And then you've got the main... Um, antagonist, I forget his name because he's that forgettable, but he was, I think Merrick, um, but he was legit like a cartoon character bad guy. All right, now you're saying, okay, it's based off a comic book. That might make a bit more sense, but the rest of the movie had a serious dull tone. It doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, you've got this guy who looks like a cross between, um, what was that kid from the that movie about Facebook who played Lex Luthor, forget his name. Jeez. It's like a well-known actor. Anyway, he looked like a cross between him and Carrot Top all of a sudden playing, you oh, know, um, Jesse Eisenberg or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 It looked like a cross between him and the uh, Carrot Top, you know, playing this bad guy. And he was so comically over the top and just annoying. It's like the tone of this movie just made zero sense. And the, all the characters were crap. Um, it was, I don't know. It's just redundant. This whole plot was redundant. It's been done before. It's, it had, it, what pissed me off the most is I had a unique idea. Well, unique, not unique, but I had a cool idea that you could have explored and really opened up. Clearly they wanted sequel bait because of the, the ending, right? And the, I don't know, mid credit scene or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I only saw that because I had it on the treadmill. And I was still going and like, I was just listening to the music because at least the soundtrack was okay in this movie. But, um, so why not just explore? You don't need to do a whole origin thing, but just, just explore their mercenary life. Like, but no, it just took a straight and narrow, just, (sighs) um, hmm. yeah, I guess you're right. They probably did want a sequel, but I think also at the same time, this feels like a very long Netflix episode of a series yeah yeah potentially um, it's just there's no real big action sequences or set pieces it's all filmed pretty low budget yeah i mean the effects look decent enough when they get shot and stuff but like here's the thing though. so highlander these guys um 
they f- they can only die from each other, and they all have to kill each other via sword, right? Other than that, they're immortal. These guys here, they just don't really seem to be that good at fighting. Don't you think? Like, they take a lot of punches and a lot of bullets. Yeah. You would have thought that they would, would be good at fighting, given that's all they've fucking ever done. Yeah, yeah, for like thousands of years. Yeah. Like, you would think, you know, someone doing every style of martial art in the world for, you know, thousands or centuries or whatever you want to say would be better than a dude who's been doing it for maybe, you know, like, I don't know, a 30-year-old guy who's been doing it for maybe 20 years. But, yeah, it, that's... But that, yeah, I don't know. That's well, the other That's thing. my point. Like, fucking the Marine was just as good as everyone else. I'm like, yeah, how is this fucking possible? Should, they should believable. all be like Neo from The Matrix, go in there yep. and just fuck people up. I get it, you can't dodge bullets, but all the hand-to-hand stuff, I'm just like... They oh, should man. be able to dodge bullets by now. Seriously, they've been getting shot long enough. Like, they've seen guns <laughs> yeah. created, you know? They've yeah. seen guns created. They should know how to dodge bullets. Oh, you know what? Remake this fucking movie, turn it into the Matrix, have them flying around. They'll be so much better. Like, they should be so strong, too. I don't... Like, I, I don't know how immortality works, but, like... I don't know. They should be, like, able to leap buildings at this stage. I would just be training every damn day. But they're just, like... And they're not even... The, the characters look so bland too like uh, you don't have to get a Chris Hemsworth in the role but they just look like for you wrestling fans out there it's like the job squad with one star I've got one star Charlize Theron she looks at least she looks fairly unique and she's got that badass you know um, character style to her with the you know the short hair and the the outfit everyone else just looks like Jethro from down the street this fucked. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's um, maybe talk about some things that you did like. Um, yeah, I sure. thought um, Andy's uh, uh, partner, I, th- I can't pronounce her name. I'm going to get it wrong. Queen? Quee? Who knows? I don't know. So she, um, the way that they get rid of her, or they being human race, I guess, is that they lock her up in an Iron Maiden and then throw her um, down in the ocean. To the, to the seabed um, and so she wakes up every minute um, drowning and then drowns and passes and then so, so sorry she wakes up drowns then dies wakes up and she's been doing that for a millennium now again I'm not I guess they kind of touch on it that they couldn't find her I guess, but come on, you can. It's not that hard. It you're, really you're, isn't. You're it wouldn't immo- be that hard. You would like- just get the fucking captain. Where'd you go, cunt? Okay, all right. Um, I've got eternity to figure out where she is. I would figure it out. If someone did that to my partner and I had those abilities, you better believe it. I'm not wasting a fucking second looking. I'm just going to find them. As simple as that, right? Mm. And I, I vaguely <laughs> touch on it, but um, I guess what... I know I'm saying this is a good thing I liked <laughs> and I'm turning it into something I didn't like, but it's what like we do. That, that whole idea was like, Oh shit, that's pretty interesting of how to, how these people, how showing how these people are fallible and can be, um, neutralized. I thought, Oh yeah, that's a pretty interesting, unique way to deal with this threat, I guess, or perceived threat. Um, 
yeah, <laughs> that's a bad all I've got. What did you <laughs> like in this film? Um, yeah, as I said, I liked the soundtrack. I thought it was all right. Um, some good songs. I think they might have got the licenses to the songs and had to use them a little too much because they definitely, I heard every um, current hit of 2020 in that movie for its extended length. Um, I, yeah, I, I, you know what, that, the scene you just talked about, that was probably, I guess, a positive for me, because that idea of continually drowning just kind of, you know, freaks me out. Um, I did like, I did like, um, Copley's, Uh, reasoning as to why he wanted to get these guys captured, I guess, which was his wife. Um, I think she died of cancer. I can't remember or some disease. And I, I liked how, I guess, the first antagonist of this movie had, I guess some sort of moral compass as to why he was doing what he was doing. He just didn't want like world domination. I thought that was okay and serviceable. I would have just assumed you would have just gone up to him and said, Hey, g'day guys. Um, here's the situation. <laughs> How does this work? Is this something that we can give to the rest of the human race as opposed to trying to, you know, capture them and kill them? That's the thing. This whole plot, right? <laughs> if these guys are meant to be the saviors of human race, why the fuck wouldn't they just go, mm, it might be beneficial to speak to some scientists to figure out how we have regenerative um, cells and tissue and they can maybe help the world through that those means as opposed mm. to... Um, just kill I don't know, people. killing people. Mm, yeah, uh, uh, what we're doing is not working. You fucking think? Like, you think? <laughs> Trying to save the human race. Why do they keep dying? <laughs> uh, listen, I can't be fucked talking about this film anymore. Um, look, it's a solid six out of five. Uh, it is. It's it. a six out of five. If you've got nothing else, to be honest, we should have watched Distraction. That's such a better film than this. Um, oh, next one. Yeah, next one. Um, <laughs> infinitely better. Um, oh, I just. Geez. I just don't need this look, fucking look, listeners. The plot is so this plot is so simple, but they it try is. to they try so hard to complicate it, and it turns out to just be like a what? Like what are you even talking about? <sighs> listeners, it's uh look, it's a movie you can watch once, forget about later, and uh, you know move on. Uh, for sure, definitely six out of ten. But um, yeah, I, I can't oh. can't give it any more. No, and FYI, I fucking um. I had to, it took me four attempts to watch this film because I fell asleep three times. Oh, dude, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I didn't... I put it on Friday. So today's Monday, listeners. I put it on Friday night and I was like, I said to my <laughs> wife, hey, we're going to watch this movie. I need to watch it for the pod. Um, it should be okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I said, but do you mind if I get it started? Because she was doing something. Should be in like, She doesn't really watch movies anyway. She should be in there like five minutes. She comes back five minutes. She's like, oh, we're watching this movie? I'm like, no. Nah. And I like I can't do this right now. I'm like, too, I am too tired. I just can't do this, right? And that was in the first five minutes. I kid you not. Next day, breakfast. I'm working from home. I put it, the tablet in front of me. I'm eating breakfast. I start watching. Half an hour. I'm like, I, I need to get out of this house. <laughs> Left the house. Came back. Did shit. Come back. Lunchtime. Now it's lunchtime. Watch another. You know, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh my god. 
I can't, I can't do any more. I think I did like 40 minutes or whatever. Turned it off. And then I was like, okay, I need to do some cardio today. There's no way I can escape this. Put it on the treadmill. And that's how I got through the last half hour. Otherwise, there is no way in hell I could have finished this movie. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So listeners, plan your day around multiple settings. All right? <laughs> Take it with you. Well, Take it towards or something. I guess, I don't know, people love this film. I don't know. I just think, hold, oh yeah, anyway. All right, anyway. so um, that's that. Let's maybe move on to something greener pastures. Um, so let's talk about 2019's uh, remake of Child's Play. Um, Child's Play. So this came out last year. We were meant to see it. We didn't. Do you know why we didn't? I can't remember. But um, yeah, well, it it came out around that mid-year time frame, mm-hmm. and uh, we were all I guess we were all a little busy. Then we missed the cinema boat, and then I watched it on. Is there a video on demand when you have to pay for it? Yes. I don't even know. Yeah, so I, I watched it on VOD because I was pretty keen on seeing it, and. Um, yeah, you were like, oh, wait for it to come out on whatever. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so, to ask um, you a question, nothing happened. We all right, well, let's, you're, the, you're the horror aficionado. Maybe give us a brief sort of rundown of uh, your thoughts on, uh, on, on this remake. If it was warranted, does it add anything to the franchise? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Give us, yeah, sure. uh, give us your thoughts. I'll give you some insight, too, about some of the controversy around it. But, um, sure. Look, um... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, Char- the Charles Play remake. Um, I think it was a, a serviceable remake. I mean, the original Charles Play is a classic, um, and definitely a product of its time. You watch it now, and you know, you know, it's it is what it is. Back back when it was made, um, this one here is has taken that concept of a killer doll and has tried to put social. Um, context in there in regards to how we rely on technology and we're a technology-based society, whereas the first Child's Play was all about consumerism um, and, you know, having obsession over um, toys and products for children and how that can be, you know, a bad influence. This one here focused on technology um, and I think it, you know, I think it did an alright job. It was a bit redundant towards the end, which we're talking about, but throughout there didn't did an alright job. So it definitely brought the child's play story of a killer doll to a modern day audience. I think it did okay. Um and as far as a horror film goes, it was alright. And that's about it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of mm. I got you know, I got What's I've, the controversy I've, regarding this? So Don Mancini didn't have the rights. The rights were to the Child's Play franchise was with the studio. Studio had the rights, and they were like, "We can do another child. We're going to reboot the Child's Play um, movie." And Don Mancini is still like, "Nah, man, this is, this is my baby. I mean, this is his, from the first movie onwards. This is his work." Um, they got the the studio got the blessings of the original director, but not of Don Mancini. So why didn't Don Mancini own the rights? Yeah, he didn't own he didn't own the rights to Child's like the Child's Play movie. Like so he has he has like the story, the story's his, but he doesn't actually own the franchise. So I think he can keep making like Chucky movies, but 
the story of Charles play doesn't belong to him. It belongs to the studio. So he sold that out to the studio because he did the original right and then it got rewritten, um, you know, as movies do. The original idea was his um, and then the movie was produced and made. He sold those rights off to Child's Play. Jesus Christ, why does every horror franchise have such bullshit backstories? <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. Anyway. Um, so, Don Mancini's, like, working on his own timeline. He's working on a TV series right now, which I think is getting released next year or at the end of this year um, on his original timeline. And he didn't want this, you know, he didn't want to do this remake. Um, they didn't really ask him. They were just like, oh, well, we'll just do this without you. We don't actually need you. So they went off and they did offer him a producer's credit, but he would have no creative input. That was just kind of like, hey, sorry, here you go. Um, but it happened and that was like the controversy <laughs> around it. Well, at what point does this get controversial? It just sounds like a It doesn't. It, all it is, all it is, is like, you know, so here's the thing, all right? Now, I'm going to get a, probably a bit of heat over this because this is not really what a horror fan would say. But you fucked the franchise, Don, with Cedar Chucky. I don't care if you try to create other stories. What you did to Cedar Chucky was irreversible. Your next two movies, Curse was good, but it was straight to video with a shitty budget, low budget, bad CGI, and Colt was disgustingly horrible. So, you screwed it. Now, the studio wants to bring their original moneymaker movie back out of the woodworks and remake it like they do all their other bullshit horror movies. Sure. Go for it. As far as I'm concerned, you ruined it when you made Chucky's semen fly all over the screen in Cedar Chucky. All right? Now, done. Are we going to talk about this movie now? That's the controversy. Okay, um, I actually didn't mind this movie. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's, the first it's half right. was actually pretty good. Um, so you notice, I noticed the Orion Pictures credit, which is old school, and I love it. And I didn't realize that that actual studio has been brought back. That's fucking awesome. They made some of the greatest movies of all time, including Robocop, uh, Terminator, and First Blood. Um, but. My issue with this film. Now let's, I'll get into those. Let's maybe I'll rattle off what I liked. Um, yeah, let's do that first. I like the fact that it had really good um, dark sense of humor. Um, so I thought that kind of fit into the tone of the first one. I thought it looked good. So the cinematography of the film actually looks cool. Um, the I guess apartment complex looks weird and sort of borderline creepy some parts of it. Um, and the sort of like the town and the streets around him look pretty interesting. Um, I like the fact that they are pretty self-referential. Um, so I think the kid, um, I forget what the kid's name is, but he wanted to call the... Um, Andy. Oh, yeah, Andy. Andy wanted to call... Um, <laughs> The, the uh, buddy doll, uh, Han Solo, and the voice actor of Chucky is Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker. So that's funny. <laughs> um, uh, Did you notice the um, E.T. reference? Yeah, there's a lot of sort of that sort of stuff. Um, I guess 
I thought it was pretty funny the whole scene when he's they got the head wrapped in that um, gift paper and they're trying to hand her. Um, how funny how funny was it when he just like grabs it off the table and runs when detective mike's trying to talk to him <laughs> just, just detective like mike just, he plays a character in a tv show called atlanta i like detective mike i thought detective mike would have more to do in this film i just disappointed it's a bit downplayed um but what what i find with this film is that okay so i am a pretty novice to the genre all right I don't know a lot about these films, okay? But is it normal to take almost 40 minutes before you get your first kill? Like your first actual proper kill? Yeah. 40 fucking minutes. Yeah. Because what I found with this film is that the first half was, like, it was entertaining enough, but fuck me, did it did it take a while to actually get to the point? Well, and Alien. And the last act was like, what? It's just, this is how it's going to end? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah, like a rushed last act. It was a bit rushed at the end, but Alien took 56 minutes for the chestburster to appear. Yeah, but that's um, a different genre. It's almost like sci-fi. Oh, it's, it's, it's still not, horror. It's not really horror. It's like a thriller. Uh, uh, it's still horror. It's um, not, nah, I disagree. This nah, is horror. Look, horror to me is cheesy bullshit like this. This is horror. Can I, horror is this. Can I, this can is I just... Okay, can I just... just um, yeah, look... They were building... Here's the thing. With this Chucky... What's the thing, Tony? What's the thing? With this Chucky, it was a different Chucky, right? It wasn't just uh, Charles Lee Ray, voodoo, um, voodoo magic, and a doll, right? In here, this was Give a doll... Give me the fucking voodoo. I want voodoo. I don't yeah, want yeah. I, you know what? Vietnam. I kind of I did miss the voodoo stuff, Pissed but... his job so he codes him to be a dick. Like, what is that shit? But what they were doing, they were building the Chucky Andy relationship in this one, which is something that they didn't really do in the first one because I mean Chucky was evil. In this one, Chucky isn't evil. He just has the safety features, which is a bit weird that you would program a doll that would actually be able to kill people. But anyway, um, the safety features um, removed, and you know it's building the. Re- I, I actually found I actually felt sorry for Chucky a bit in this because he's trying his hardest to be Andy's friend. And he's learning all of these things slowly. And every now and then he's got some weird tendencies, like when he went to go choke the cat out and, you know, bits and pieces and and piece it together. I think that slow burn actually worked. I think what killed the movie towards the end, uh, not killed it, because it was still, it, it's better than the old guard, but it's, you know, it definitely lost it towards the end was how they were like, okay, now it's like a switch. Boom. He's just completely evil. He's killing motherfuckers. Um, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that slow that slow burn into it. It built the suspense. Um, it built it up. It developed um, the Andy character. It developed Karen uh, by Aubrey Plaza. I think she did a great job. It was really, you know, my highlight of the movie uh, to she me. She was fine. Um, I, uh, think, I think um, what I didn't like about her is that why is she always home? This is a big... I have a real big problem with this film, all right? I, I, I take it for what it is, but I think the kid's too old, okay? And secondly, she shouldn't always be home. She's always home. She's fucking home all the time for a single mum who has to work so hard. She gets working no hours. fucking shifts at work. And I yeah, think yeah. the first one does it better with the kids much younger, so you don't know if the kid is making it up or if it's the kid that's doing the kid link. Um, the kid can't really rationalize what's happening. It takes him a while. He, the adults don't really believe him because he's a fucking kid. Then also, on top of that, the single mum is never home because she's fucking working so hard, right? 
and she needs to get babysitters and she needs to get this person to look after the kid and this person. That all makes sense. That also gives the environment a lot of... Um, a lot of yeah. It, you know, it allows it to play a bit. This, this kid, the, this kid this, has a hearing aid that he doesn't kid, oh, seem to need. Like, ever. And I mean, yeah, it's, 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 that, that kind of ruined it for me. Like, oh, dude, what was the point of the hearing aid? Thir- the kid's 13. He doesn't need a fucking parent. He's not going to play with a doll. He's on his phone. You've got the phone. Like, that's like that's it. And, okay, he can't make friends or whatever, but, um, yeah, I, I wish the mum. I wish he didn't make friends. Like... Uh, it seems to me now, ever since the success of Stranger Things, but most importantly, Stephen King's It, Chapter 1, ever since that, it's like all these horror movies now that come out, they need like these kid characters that seem like they just stepped out of a freaking time warp. Like, Pug, man, I would have marked out so hard if Chucky just like pulled Pug's intestines out and fucking choked them with it, old school style, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. Like those kid characters, oh my god, Andy, don't make friends ever again, please. No, but they ruined in this form. instance, it makes sense because the kids are thirteen. Like, they sucked. The characters yeah, sucked. But, <laughs> yeah, but the logic of it's fine. Like, I get it. The, the kids, annoying kids, or whatever, overconfident kids. That makes sense, and it all kind of makes sense why they into violent horror movies that are fucking dumb. So, I mean, that's why I liked it because it's so self-referential. They're watching like Texas Chainsaw Mac going, oh, that will never happen in a film about a doll that comes to life to kills people. Like, it's absolutely hilarious. I love it. But it's just the kids too old. Fundamentally, the kids too old to make this story work. I didn't, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really... Look, I don't really mind that because of the approach that it, this is like at a... 13, um, I was... No, but he's... Yeah, but I, he's not... One, never talking to my parents at 13. Two, always out doing my own thing. And three, would I give a fuck about, like, if I saw a severed head in my room, I'd be like, what the fuck? And I'd, I wouldn't try and um, throw it down the garbage chute. Like, it'd be it, like, wasn't oh, a severed, it wasn't a severed head. It was a watermelon. And can I tell you something? The fact that a watermelon patch is in the middle of Chicago, that actually freaks me out more than his face being on a watermelon. Uh, I don't know. I, I think... Um, <laughs> I just—I I don't know. I think that's kind of what put me off more and most is the fact that um, this movie has problems. Oh, uh, look, it's—it is what it is. But can you like just make it age appropriate? I guess they probably couldn't put a kid in it because people would be again couldn't really make it up. Um, but the thing is, um, what I also didn't like about it is the um, it kind of dabbles in it though. But the first one, what the first one does so well is you don't know if it's the kid or the doll especially because of the, you know, the clothes and stuff. And there is a long period of time when you're thinking, oh, fuck, is this the twist that it's actually the kid, not the doll? And yes. this is like, oh, yeah, it's the doll from the get-go. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a fucking doll from the start. And yep. even though they try to make the characters around the kid sort of think, oh, is this kid being weird? And yeah, nah, it it doesn't really add any suspense to the viewer. Nah, you know I mean? nah. No, nah, because they know. I mean, you're not the doll the entire time. Like, I mean, because it's pretty obvious it's going to be the doll. Like, yeah, and, that, and that's how they played it out, and that's why they had a slow burn building up to Chucky actually losing it. Like, this was an origin story for what made Chucky go bonkers. I <sighs> there's something else I had to bring up. Why does the story make? Why does the Why does the song make them both sort of skits out? So when 
Chucky sings oh. that song to oh, Andy. the buddy song. He stops, and then when Andy sings the song to Chucky, he stops. Because Andy didn't have a friend until Chucky came, and then Chucky, you know, has dedicated his whole existence to being Andy's friend, which is why you know he went. He started killing to begin with was to get Andy's acceptance. And Andy, like his other friends, ditched him when he went bonkers in the um, in Zedmar or whatever it's called. But Chucky stuck with him. You know what I mean? So that that's why. Stupid reasoning. I mean, you're 13, kid. Like, this piece of plastic's trying to kill you. Just sn- snap his neck, you know? But uh, uh, it, yeah, exactly. That's what I think. <laughs> a thirteen-year-old <laughs> can definitely overpower a doll. I've just oh, can't sound one hundred percent. Like I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this film was okay. I I like I like the first half a lot better than the second half. I thought the kills were they good, even though like the um the boyfriend that is does it, so the boyfriend's married. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So the boyfriend's married. Got kids. Um, leaves Christmas lights up. Like a jerk. Yeah. What kind of psycho is married and then goes out and, and gets involved with another one? Anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's a, it's a, per, it's a character that you want to die. Um, look at all the characters that died other than Mike's mum and maybe the random... No, even the random that was in the um, Chucky mask was a jerk that cheated on his wife. But other than Mike's mum and the cat, all the other characters were assholes. What about Mike? <laughs> Mike didn't deserve to die. Mike didn't die. Didn't he? No. Fuck movie were you watching? Detective Mike in Game He didn't Run. die. He didn't die. He no. got. I'm he not got gonna lie. Ta- I kind of stopped watching when I saw Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza um, tied up. I was like, "Oh, this is so fucking too dumb," and I just turned it off. I was like, <laughs> so I didn't. I technically didn't watch it to the very end, um, right. but I watched it well, close enough. Well, he like, didn't. I got it. I got it. He like, didn't die. Get it. He didn't die. He didn't die. Um, right, okay. It was just hurt. Um, Oh, yeah, I so I think the detective in the first one was better too. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. They didn't give they didn't give Detective Mike in this one enough anything, character. Anything to in, do. Yeah, that's right. No character development. They didn't give him anything. He was a mama's boy. Uh, he, you know, he had a bit of good back and forth with Andy, but that's about it. You know, he, he didn't have anything else. He didn't have any development. You know, the good thing about Detective Mike in the first one was he knew Charles Lee Ray. You know, he, he had a connection, and he was going on a journey himself to, to get the killer uh, yeah to get exactly. the killer yeah and he identified the killer's patterns and behaviors yeah exactly whereas you know this guy was just kind of like oh, this is my neighborhood people call me a snitch yeah so oh, i just want to i hate okay. movies today are so fucking dumb like they're just so like don't you reckon movies in the 80s just the stories were just so much tighter and they didn't just have like this one, even this one has some dumb fuck on a screen explaining what a buddy doll is. Like, oh, here's the CEO presenting the new buddy doll. It's like, fuck off. No kid is going to watch that commercial. You don't need an explanation on a fucking doll. Just have a doll in the store. That's it. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? And I just, I just find that it's frustrating that movies today have to literally spell out things through yeah. some fuckwit character stating it verbatim off a script and it's in every fucking movie from the old guard to this one i'm like at what point do you just trust the audience to make the jump and the leap and just have the story be something that's natural and 
um, hmm, I don't know, not as contrived as what you fucking just spat out, you dumb fucks. <sighs> hey, on that note, what did you actually think of... I mean, Mark Hamill, I think he did a great job. He was, you know, a generic... He was he played a generic robot fairly good. Um, There's plenty of expression in his voice and all that type of stuff. I think he did great. But what did you actually think of the look of the buddy doll? I mean, it was mostly <sighs> CGI. It was mostly know. CGI. Indifferent. I don't know. I think the first one looks better. But I think each one, like, if you go screen screen grabs, um, if you look up screen grabs of all the Chuckies through the various films, I think they all get progressively worse. I think the first one's the best one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I didn't... Look, I didn't actually mind the Chucky in this one. I didn't mind the look of him. Um, you mm. know, he still had that familiar look, but uh, looked different enough. And I also like the way he didn't just go evil um, like in his facials like you didn't really mm. know how so he, this uh, mind you Brad Dorif you're never going to take this away so don't, don't no one take this the wrong way but I think that this Chucky to me is a little bit more menacing because he's so happy when he's killing it yeah, <laughs> I guess you know but, what I mean um, at the same but, time right um, this is for Tupac I just would have thought yeah, it had some good lines in it that was funny um, I thought that the fact that it can like hook up to the house's Wi-Fi, they would leverage more off that than perhaps what they did. Because what starts off as a pretty good realm of possibilities in terms of getting kills, sort of just then goes pretty pedestrian. The doll has a knife. You know what I mean? Well, he couldn't hook up off the Wi-Fi until that creepy janitor dude refurbished him and fixed him. Um, what do you mean, man? It's a fucking doll with an app. No, like, there was issues. And then he referred them, and then all of a sudden he could connect to everything. Yeah. And then that that was the issue, because then all of a sudden... And by the way, a, a table saw that you can access... Yeah, yeah that doesn't make any sense. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, does, that makes no sense. But anyway, um, but that, that was... Yeah, that was when he got his uh, powers, so to speak. Um... But yeah, look, I mean... It's pretty low-hanging fruit, but... Um, it, it's uh, it's there. It's, it's it, I think it's harmless, you know? Yeah, it's, it's harmless. Fun. And, you know, Don Mancini, if anything, this has made people want to go back and check your work out. And uh, you're going to release this TV series. I know you listen to this podcast, Don. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just knock the series out of the park. Make people realize yours is better. You got this, buddy. You know? But the remake was there. Will they make a sequel out of it? Probably. Oh, maybe. Um, well, it made money. I think it made like... Yeah, it did well, didn't it? ten million and it made fucking 40 or something back. So that's that's a mm. pretty good profit. Um, which I think there's always going to be a market for like these type of films. Um, did you see the Leprechaun thing in the store? It's like, oh, is that the next film in the series? They're going to make a Leprechaun film or a Leprechaun remake? Well, maybe. I mean, the Leprechaun series was remade in 2014. That was really? actually it was produced by WWE Studios. It had um, Hornswoggle <laughs> as the Leprechaun, um, and they turned it into a generic monster movie. It did very bad, like very, very bad, and so much so that they actually released a new Leprechaun movie in the original timeline, straight to DVD. So really low budget. I think they released that last year. So, I mean, if the Leprechaun timeline got rebooted, sorry, 2018 Leprechaun Returns, there it is, 
rebooted and then um, and then scrapped <laughs> and then brought back to the original timeline, uh, then I guess, yeah, anything's possible. It could be rebooted again. Hmm. Who knows? All right, listeners, um, I would recommend this giving us a watch. It's pretty fun. It's, if you like the horror genre, you're going to like it. I'm not... I went on a rant about it, but, like, it's perspective. Like, I just... That's what I do here. I fucking... Yeah, we're, 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 I critique, we're critiquing it. You need to be dissected, but... We're critiquing it. Yeah, but it's... I'd probably say, like, this is a good 7 out of 10. You know what I mean? It's a bit above average. It's not... Knock um, your socks off, but I it's not going to... It's not going to put you to sleep. Um, no, it's a good... It's a, look, it's a good dumb fun horror film. Hmm. Um, it, actually, no. It's not necessarily dumb fun, because it does give you a little bit more than just your stereotypical, you know, just kills... Because um, it's not really that high of a body count. I think it's only like got six. No, it's not. Six I, I, I probably, I, to be honest, if I were brutally honest, this sort of black comedy horror isn't really my thing. I probably prefer the more linear, um, more standard horror, like the Halloween remake, where it was pretty much just a horror film. You know what I mean? Like a conventional horror film. Whereas this sort of black comedy, because I always find that the comedy isn't that strong enough and then the horror isn't that good, if that makes sense. Like, the kills weren't that good. I don't know. Yeah, the the, bit of the dialogue went a bit too Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Especially especially with Mike and those kids. And and even, yeah, and I did give her credit, um, Aubrey Plaza, but, you know, even the mum, everything did get a little too, you know, a little too Saturday Night Live-ish. Yeah, but, like, not in a good way. No, 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 no. I can tell they're trying to be funny. Yeah, it's not landing. They're doing... Yeah. They're doing that sarcastic delivery yeah, where yeah, 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 you're yeah, like, yeah. this is meant to be funny. I'm going to pause here for a laugh. And yeah. then it just doesn't come. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of horror, I just mm-hmm. want to say this because I feel like we're wrapping this up, but you tell me if we're not. <laughs> uh, we are. Yes. Beautiful. Um, I just want to give a rest in peace to John Saxon, who uh, had a long career, lived to, I think, 84 years and old. who is John Saxon? John Saxon, uh, well, if you're a Kung Fu fan, you'll know him as a guy who uh, was opposite Bruce Lee in a few of Bruce Lee's movies. Um, but if you're a horror fan, you'll know him as Detective uh, Thompson, Nancy's father in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Part 3, and then in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So, a rest in peace. I think he passed away yesterday or the day before to John Saxon. Seems that we'll talk about horror. Yeah, fuck us, man. Yeah, I hope... Um... You know, his family is doing okay and uh, the guy finds uh, a better place. So, Johnny Boy, yeah, thanks for your contribution to film. Yeah, you. All right, listeners, as always, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter. Um, we're going to maybe, I think, delve a bit more into some of these streaming movies, um, given they're one, current, and two, readily accessible by most people. So, keep an eye out on that. Um Friends, thanks for your time, brother. No worries, mate. Until next week.